Hello and welcome to the Rugby Coach Weekly Podcast. My name is Lisa Bird Burgess and this week I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast Scottish legend Donna Kennedy. Donna Kennedy started playing rugby with Bigger Rugby Club, age 19, and went on to play for Scotland, retiring in 2010. During that time, Donna amassed an amazing 115 international caps and was the first woman to reach the amazing um, milestone of 100 caps. She was also inducted into the Scottish Hall of Fame. She was a formidable, form, uh, formidable opponent on the field, as I well know, having played against her many times. And after playing, Donna moved on to become a coach um, for Scotland Women's Under-20s and was director of rugby at Worcester Rugby Club and also head coach. She also played at Worcester Rugby Club. Recently, she was assistant coach to the Women's Barbarians team, um, who successfully beat America in an amazing nail-biting game to beat America 34-33. Donna, I'm delighted to welcome you to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing grand, Bird, and thank you for asking me. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Um, so tell me, how amazing was it coaching with Anna Richards for the Barbarians? Well, when I first got the phone call from Fiona Stockley, she um, she said, would you be up for coaching? And I said, well, I've got to say, Fiona, I've not been coaching for two years. And she went, well, you've been coaching with Anna Richards. And I went, I'm in. So that was quite a quick decision for me. <laughs> so um, I played against the... Anna and um, I played yeah. with Anna at Nomads. So just to complete the uh, trio, coaching with her was just fantastic. I mean, I know she was just amazing. She's an amazing legend of the game. And I had the real pleasure of interviewing her a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, and she was formidable. I mean, how do you, she was formidable on the field, but also off the field as a coach now. She's really developed and it was a real pleasure to coach alongside her. Did you, how, how did you feel um, or find coaching with her? But what I really found was that she brought a really calm approach and she got brought really good structure and process. Um, I don't know if you're like me, Bird, when I coach, but sometimes I can get quite excited. And um, <laughs> I heard you get excited, especially in the dime minutes. <laughs> exactly, but um, that's what I that's what I learned a hell of a lot from from Anna was the fact that she just had that calm, structured approach, and um, she got really good buy-in from the um, from the players, um, and and just the, her way of of putting the sessions across was fantastic. So, and it was an absolute yeah. pleasure to coach with her. And I, I won't I won't disagree with you there on that at all. She, she had a really calm approach, you know, and, and also when we came into the change rooms after playing England, where we hadn't actually scored, because obviously I had the pleasure of playing with her um, and coaching with her when we played at Twickenham against England, and we, we hadn't scored, and England had scored quite a few tries at half-time, so we were down by 20-odd points. And the first thing Anna did when she got the girls in the change room was just get them to breathe in deeply and out just three times, just to get that calmness in the changing room. And, and from there, we were then able to discuss how we were going to go forward and go out in the second half. And actually, at the start of the second half, we scored two amazing tries. And I really think that helped, that calmness. Um, so, yeah, yeah I'd I agree with you on that. Yeah, I agree. She did very, very, very similar to when we were in the um, against uh, America. Um, obviously, a slightly different situation because the, 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 the uh, scoreline was slightly different. But um, she just brings that calm approach, allows the players a little bit of time, and then she just says her piece and... And, and off the goal. So, um, no, she's, I understand what you're saying there. She's just got that calm approach to her. And how did you find, what did you find the Kiwis brought actually to the, to the Barbarian setup as a, as a group of players? Yeah, it's interesting. Because um, obviously, I think we had, if I'm right in saying, we had 12 different countries represented when we played against America. 
And um, when you've got that diverse group of players, um, you, you, you're always going to get um, a, a, a good mix of thought processes and the way that they play. Um, but fun. They were actually really fun. Do you know what I mean? They, they really brought a, a good element of... Because I think sometimes as a Scots and Welsh and English, we can be a little bit serious at times. <laughs> but um, uh, they were more relaxed. I thought they brought a more relaxed approach, I would say. Yeah, and I, I agree with you because on the morning of the game, we, we were already at all the Celts, as you say, you know, with our rucksacks on, ready to go. And the Kiwis are kind of get down and saying, hey, you know, it's two hours to go. And, and we actually did a little song and a bit of mindfulness before we went out. <laughs> and it was just brilliant, the effect it had on everybody. So they definitely bring that as well as being amazing players, obviously. Um, and what was it like coaching those, um, those really experienced international players? Did you have to change your, your method of coaching to work with those girls in the barbarian side? No, I don't think it didn't change your method. You know, you, you're going out there. You know these guys can play rugby. You're you're just having to provide a little bit of structure and process for them to allow them to play together. Um, I didn't have to change methodology at all. I think when we went to America, we had four training sessions. So when you've only got four opportunities to be together, <laughs> train before you yeah. play an international. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to be very picky on what it is that you're going to focus on. So, um, you know, we were, we were very, very clear that we're just focused on our, our, our attack structure, our defence structure, and we would put in some few simple strike moves and the same for lineouts and, and for scrum. So, and then just give these guys a framework to allow them to, to go and do their stuff that we know what they can do. You know, they're all international rugby players. It was just about getting them to gel together. Just it, absolutely, and it is that—that that was the most important thing, wasn't it? Getting that culture right within the squad and getting them as many opportunities as they can to gel together, which was brilliant. And, and obviously, your score, thirty-four, thirty-three, a nail-biting finish. Jazz Joyce scoring four tries there, Jazz from Wales, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah. What was that like? The final, final five minutes of the game. Can you just give us a little bit of what that was like? I suppose you well, were jumping up and down, and Anna was pulling you down, was she? <laughs> well, it was the other way around, I think, actually. Roles reversed. Is, um, after America had scored that try, and um, there was about two or three, in fact, two minutes ago, I think it was, and then they converted it. Yeah. I remember standing next to Anna, and I said, right, if we kick off here, if we get this ball back, retain it, all we need to do is hands along the line, get it into jazzy jazz, as I would call her, get it into her hands, and we're in, in that corner. And it was like, I just, it was like something was getting replayed out my head. I just saw it and the carman leaped out there like a salmon, patted it back down, oh. we got it back along the line, into Jazzy Jazz hands, and there she goes, she scores in the corner, and then the ref blew the whistle. It, it, it was just oh true barbarian epic. style. It was unbelievable. It was amazing. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I remember watching it and I was literally, it was just jumping around the room. It was just fantastic. What a way to finish. Oh, and what a great, great experience for you as well, having had a little bit of a break from coaching, you know? Yeah, it was. Um, I must admit. And in training sessions, I was joining in a little bit as well, thinking, oh, maybe I could just pull on the jersey. But um, no, age and skill set now is well <laughs> against me, I can assure you. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's what you're it's always always there, but your body just at the end just gives away oh, that little bit, doesn't it? But once, once a rugby player, always a rugby player. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so tell us, Donna, then, what, what about your coaching journey? I mean, your, your playing career was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you know, first woman to get 100 caps, 115 cap total, just just fantastic there. Um, and, you know, we, we were talking, actually, Anna and I were talking about the difference between the northern and the southern hemisphere with regards to the number of international players. Yeah. Because like Anna got 47 caps, but she played for over, well, 20, nearly 30 years, I think she actually played. So 
so you know it's it's it, we got this opportunity in, in the southern hemisphere and i think it's coming now into the women's game more and more more international can you tell us donna um moving on from the barbarians now what was the um can you tell us how you started your coaching journey obviously like i was just saying with your fantastic playing career you then moved on to coaching how and why did you get into coaching and tell us a little about your kind of coaching pathway yeah i think when you when you play rugby for such a, a long time as a 19 years 20 year career you you it's a, it's a massive part of your life and I was I was really worried about that big void that it would leave so um I had a choice I thought well do I go down the refereeing route or do I go down the coaching route and I thought well if I go down the refereeing route maybe that'll be justice for the all the abuse that I gave a referees over the years that <laughs> give that back to me I was gonna say but, um, <laughs> I can't imagine you being a ref no, exactly no. <laughs> I thought no let's not go down the referee route um, and in my, you know, you know as well as I do, you had, you had to keep a business career going, you know, throughout when you were playing your rugby. And yeah. a lot of my, my businesses, I do a lot of sort of mentoring coaching anyway. So it was a, it was a right fit for me to just naturally progress into coaching. And I really wanted to give something back to the game that I got so much from over the years. So uh, it was the SRU mm-hmm. who they basically took me under their wing and um, through the level one um, coaching. and I got a lot of support from the SRU and then um went through done my level two coaching and there was the uh, and can I can I can I ask you yeah. now, when you did the, those coaching qualifications were you uh were you the only woman were there women on the courses what was it what was it like back then I think that was the, my level one I think I was the only woman then yeah and I did that I did that one in Scotland but I did my level two when I was right. down in England and I think I was um yeah one of three women that were on that course and I was thinking there was about 30 of us on the course so there wasn't many at that yeah. time but um no and, I, and I, if you, you look know. now on the courses sorry I was just saying if you look now on the courses like I know my uh, my good friend LJ's just done a level four and there were about um six or seven women on that course wow. on the level four course recently so That's you know amazing. yeah I know amazing yeah, yeah. No, but great. go on sorry I was, I was yeah so then I, I I was doing the under 20s um Scotland Academy and then um, I sort of moved on to, um, I did a little bit with the national team as well, actually. I did um, some um, unit-based skill sessions with them, basically with the back row. Because um, I do think that's a big... Is that with, um, with the men yeah. or the women? With the women, yeah. yeah. Did you? Oh, with the women, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do think there's a big void there, because there is a lot of sort of unit-skill-based coaches. You know, if you're kicking coach, if your classification as your forwards coach, your backs coach, and your attack coach. But I don't think there's always that sort of, clear focus on you know what back rows do and you've been a former back row you'll know as well as me there's a few dark hearts in there but um <laughs> <laughs> many moons uh, ago yeah, it, it can yeah. definitely be taught yeah absolutely yeah i'm interesting you say that because um most of the training i do now with the tyrrells league a lot of it is kind of unit based and breaking it right down to those individual um, individual development plans, if you like, working in in units and individually as well to yeah. get those skills across to the players. Is that what? So is that what you mean by that? Yeah, I think it's just it's just having that. Um, so if you're a six or seven or eight, for example, it's it's like understanding your role and what your role will be. You know, playing with nine and ten, and then it's not just thinking that first phase. It's thinking, you know, where do you have to be that third, second, fourth, maybe even fifth phase? You know, it's really thinking ahead. You know, as a good back rower, but. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't you don't have to be in, in every involvement. It's about reading the game, uh, and I feel that that's something that um, yeah. that gets sometimes gets missed. 
in some training sessions because you're so focused on doing other things. I just think sometimes it's just having that one-to-one sort of um, contact with players to say, right, okay, you know, let, let's let's review this and reflect on what you're thinking here in these situations and go through some scenario-based sort of training with them. And it's but it's having that time to do that with players because you know as well as club that at club rugby what you've got an hour and a half training session and you're trying to get the best out of all the players that are there um, and the more professional mm. that the um, with the Tyrrells League then you have more time as a coach you know to get into those sort of key areas yeah. whereas in the past you just never you never touch it you you just have a limited amount of time with your players. So what kind of advice, and I agree with you completely, those individual sessions when you get those players to look at um, some video analysis, um, you know, and and, and I, you know, we use, I use my phone um, sometimes when I'm coaching the line out just to show players how they're going up, an iPad. Um, Is there there any kind of little advice you could give to some aspiring coaches as as to what they could do to kind of help those players give feedback when there isn't a lot of time to do that? I think um, it depends on your setup where you are. You know, if you're if you're lucky enough to be in a situation where you're you're in a within a professional setup or you know in a in a a club that you've got maybe two or three more coaches round about you, then you know you you can do a lot more within a session. But sometimes it is limiting if it's just you mm. and you know maybe twenty players. So you you have to sort of think on your feet. But as you say, but you know, your phone's yeah. a good one, and it's live feedback at that time, so they can actually see it, and you can adapt and change it, you know, while you're there in the session. The other thing I found useful at times, um, you know, if it's not technology, is having a whiteboard, and you can you can maybe explain and show yeah. people, you can show them the moves before you 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 go off and do them. But there's nothing better than I think than, than yeah. live feedback, and so they can actually see it and visualize it, and they can actually change it at that time. Um, but it all depends on the time you've got your players. You've, you've just got to utilise and get the best out of them as you can. Um, but it is that time. It's a time element. And if you're a professional yeah. coach, then great. You've got you've got oodles of time. But if you're keeping down a full-time job and um, just doing two nights a week and turning up for games, it's um, it can be quite difficult. Yeah, and I find that, I mean, as a, as a school teacher as well, you know, I mean, we use the iPads quite a lot when we're working with, you know, children, just so they can actually see what they're doing and they really enjoy and the feedback they give actually is quite detailed sometimes. And, you know, if when you start getting them that age and then move on to your phones, it's a real, real asset to have that. And there's so many Absolutely. softwares you can yeah. download now that can slow things down, speed things up, compare with professionals, you know, it's, it's really good. So it, it it definitely is worthwhile getting coaches oh, to buy into that as well and players. Yeah, definitely. So um, when you when you were coaching them, when you were coaching the Premiership, because you you were director head coach at um, uh, Worcester Worcester uh, Worcester Warriors, 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 Warriors then, Worcester then and Valkyries, changed to Worcester Valkyries, yeah. And uh, so you were head coach, and then you became director of rugby. What what was the difference there? What tell us a little bit about that. Um, so it was mainly when it changed for the director. The director of rugby became when it came with the Worcester Valkyries. Um, and I think that was like two seasons before the Tyrrells Premiership came in. Excuse me if I don't have my dates right. I've had too many knocks to heads over the year, but as you'll know, so dates maybe don't always resonate <laughs> at the time that they should. So, um, don't worry. Yeah, we went, Knocked you know, we had a really good good team there. As you know, I had, I had Kat Merchant. Um, coaching with with me as well and um she was the delight to coach with because right um she mainly focused on the on, on the backs and um as you know I was I was pretty much forward orientated yeah. so but she also was good strategically would help with you know the patterns of play that we were looking to try and instill and obviously 
from our defensive side of things as well. So I, I thought we worked pretty pretty well together. Um, and it was just giving a lot more structure came in. Um, I suppose from a time element, um, I was still doing my full time job, so um, I I wasn't part time at all. And then this was my own free time. I was getting back to doing coaching as I've always done throughout my coaching career, uh, and um, wasn't yeah. getting paid for the role. Um, yeah, and this yeah. is when you were head yeah, coach, wasn't yeah, taking anything at all yeah. for 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 doing that. Um, so it was all about just my time, giving yeah. that time back. So I tried to do what I could. I took a lot from what I do in business, try to give a little bit of structure, you know, obviously making sure we've got a, um, a, you know, like our attack moves in place, you know, like a playbook type thing that you would, you would have so that everybody knew how, what it was that we were yeah. looking to try and achieve. But as a coach, I'm, I like, I don't, I don't like to be too overly prescriptive. Um, I, I sometimes just like to have mm. a, uh, a bit of a blank page at times. Uh, obviously, you have to give a bit of structure, and and you know we did we did have you know good structure from attack and then a defensive point of view. But I'm a great believer if you can run it in your 22 and it's all on you go, you know. So you've got to play what's in front of you. So yeah. I think some yeah yeah play what you see. So good advice. Prescriptive yeah, and um, allow the players you know just yeah. give them a bit of framework to play within and let them let them play what was there in front of them. So um, yeah. but yeah. Absolutely. That's really good advice. But then you became director of rugby and did, was that like a different role? Was that a full-time role then? No, it was exactly the same. There was no difference. It's no difference? No difference did you get paid for that? Uh, no. You didn't get, oh my God. No, 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 no. Just, uh, it was a fancy old title just for being, you know, a head coach. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we had a good team shared a lot between us. We definitely did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and that, that kind of epitomises where women's rugby's gone from to where it is now with regards to roles because like you I worked for a lot of my career with you know as a coach and not being paid at all or just being paid for traveling but that that was kind of it but you didn't do it for that did you you did it because you wanted to give back to the game and that's very much I can hear where you're coming from as well um which leads me to my next question is um uh, when you know at half time just just out of interest and maybe you this can help like maybe new aspiring coaches how did you do you, you know record kind of points or things you saw in the game that would make a difference um you know what was the kind of organization at uh, a half time say with donna kennedy feeding back to her players in the changing room well when we had um when we were involved in the game the the coaching team would say okay I'm going to focus on this area and you're going to focus on that area and generally we we would actually have the same points that we want to get across so mm. before we went in we would decide who was going to say what just to make sure that we're very clear and concise um so we weren't talking over each other and and, and repeating the same information so um we would decide that before we would go back in at half time before we spoke we would always ask the players to tell us what was going well first because we wanted to know what the positives were and then we'd always yeah. ask them where is it where do we think where's the key areas that we think we need to be working on and to be honest with you generally they knew they know that players generally know you know that you you know yourself you'll come in and if you're yeah. if you're, if you're t- taking a bit of a beating up front and you're yeah. just quite a lot of time, you know where it is that you need to focus on i've hit you two or three times a couple of strike moves and we've just not been quite on par to defend against that then I think you know they know themselves so you're just there to actually just reinforce that for them um, but yeah. it's key that they come up with it as well rather than you just going in there mm. and telling them but you're still coaching them you're not going in there just to go in there and 
you know, just have your voice said, you know, you still have to have them um, to allow them to tell you, you know, the areas they have to improve yeah, on. Yeah, and, and, and I think what's important as well when you're doing that, I completely agree with you, is just to have those, like, three key points they can take away with, yeah. um, you know, as they go into the second half, like like you said, so there's not too much information that they have as well. You can't you know? go overload. Yeah. They just, you can't, you can't yeah. take that in. You could never take that in, so... Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. And for new, new, new coaches, new aspiring coaches, you know, that's really good advice there, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so with regards to coaching then, um, you've, you, have you coached, um, you've told me earlier that you coached um, men's rugby as well. So tell me a little bit about that. And, you know, are there any differences, do you feel, coaching, you know, men and women? Yeah, I had the pleasure of coaching the Scottish Exiles boys, the young boys under 18s. Uh, and right. they would have um, a session up at the Worcester Warriors. Um, maybe you know one or two a month basically and these were the the, the guys that they, they had in mind for you know progression through the pathway the coaching the uh, player pathway for the SRU and um it's interesting because these guys are young they don't say much they're they're quite mute so <laughs> you have to start, <laughs> you know you you'd explain what you want them to do they would just look at you and they would just go and do it you know just like they would just go and do it they'd give it a try and go for it um so i found yeah. um you know, the main difference with women is um, women will question more. They will question me more. <laughs> yeah, they want to know more. They want more clarification. Can I just check about this? Can, yeah, but what if this, but why don't you just give it a go and yeah. let's see what happens, okay? <laughs> so yeah. uh, that's what I think was the main difference. It's, it's probably around about the question and the clarification. Yeah, question and clarification, just to reinforce that they are doing the right thing yeah. and this is what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they do chat a lot about things. That's the difference <laughs> I find. But didn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, listen to us do you now. Exactly. But, um, so, and what are you doing at the moment now as regards your coaching? Because obviously the barbarians, did that stir up? Because I know you, you, you recently had started a family as well. Yeah. You've got a young so, little boy. I, I, yeah, I've got a little boy, Ruri. He's going to be four on Sunday. And uh, I've got a little beautiful girl, Ailey, wow. who's uh, 18 months. Congratulations. So, God bless. Thank you. But when you've got a young family like yeah. that, so, and, and, and that was one of the main reasons for me um, what we stepping away from um, going any further forward with the Worcester Valkyries was because it became a full-time position. Um, they were looking for a professional right. coach. And as I mentioned earlier, that, you know, coaching has not been a, a, a an actual uh, solid career for me. It's always been something I want to give back to the game because I've held down my own um, business career at the same time. But I just couldn't commit to it. The time mm. commitment was just too much for me. And, um, right. you know, training two nights a week and being at games on the weekends and the travelling now as well, as you know, you know, when you go up to, you know, like the EMP, you know, you, you're away for long periods of time. And I had to make a choice. Yeah. And I had to make a choice and I, and I chose my family. And um, yeah. and, I, and I knew that it was, it was it, it did affect me, I've got to say, because then it was, that was that void hit me, massively hit me. And I, I think at that point I did, I did hit quite a bit of a low because I didn't have rugby in my life. And um, yeah. I, did, I, I did have to really work my way through that period of time for two years and um it wasn't until i moved to a new um small village just outside worcester out walking the dog one day and this uh, lady called fizz approached me and she says are you donna i said uh, yeah she says um oh i hear you do a bit of rugby i said well yeah i have done in the past 
And she went, um, do you fancy coming doing a session for us at Pershaw? And I went, do you know what? Yeah, I will. Right. I will. And not, not known at that time, it was touch rugby. So you'll laugh at this because, right. yeah, this is me coaching. Touch, exactly. touch rugby. <laughs> coaching touch rugby. Hey. Yeah. Hey. What do I know about touch rugby? You were always quite pacey, <laughs> though. Now. Pacey back row. I know a lot more now than <laughs> I ever did. Um, but, the, you know, the same, you know, the, the, the tool set and, and, you know, basically about the passing and getting the structures in place is, is the same. And, and I went along and just, and I thought, you know what? It, it really revitalised me. It got my love back of coaching. And I thought, I, I'm, you know, I'm up for this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I go along on a Wednesday night when I can if I'm not away with work. And, um, you know, work with the team yeah. there. And, and it's male and female. It's a mixed team. So I've got, there's one young lassie. She's about 13. Brilliant. And um, if any of the yeah. guys are listening to this, I think the oldest is around about 56, but I'm not quite sure. He might be younger. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do a disservice. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, um, I really, really do enjoy it. And then, you know, going away in the Barbarians um, tour to America, that, that just really revitalised my love for just rugby in general, just brought back why why I love the game so much, you know, when I was playing and when I was coaching as well. So yeah. um, I am looking to do a little bit more, yeah. but I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing with Pershaw at the moment because I, I get a lot out of it um, and so do the players. Yeah. So it's nice for me to do that just now. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. And, you know, sometimes we have to make sacrifices like that for the love of our sport when, you know, you've got family to bring up as you have. So, you know, I'm, you know, that's just an amazing story to hear that you've um, revitalised yourself, if you like. And isn't life funny when those little opportunities happen and yeah. it just yeah, it leads definitely. on to other things, yep. you know? Yeah. Cutch Rugby. Well, I'm going to look out for that club now and see how they're doing, I'm telling you. <laughs> I bet they're going to zoom through the leagues now. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I forget. Are I, you I, I, I end up going into a, a sort of a con- contact type drill and I'm like, oh, don't, I don't know. I'll pull it back, pull it back. <laughs> touch. It's touch. Touch Rugby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. I love the fact of coaching Touch Rugby. That's just brilliant. Knowing the player that you were as well. Fantastic. I know that would get a laugh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> oh, most definitely. I can assure you of that. Uh, one of the hardest players I knew, Donna Kennedy. Well, I can there say the are. same Touch for you, Bert. There it. you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in the women's game now, how do you think? I mean, obviously, the publicity now is growing. I mean, it's yeah. just amazing to see the publicity with the Sevens. We've got the Super Series starting this weekend in San Diego. Yeah. I mean, how do you think we create more role, role models for the players and, and also for coaches, new coaches in the women's game? What do you think needs to change? Um, I, 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 when you first um, asked me about this question, I, I took a bit of time to think about it. And... Um, I think we need to get back about the history of our game because we are there is steeped in history and there's there's been a lot of players that have gone yeah. before us and where we've got to right now and there's a lot of retired players out there that you know we could tap into and they could also be role models not just for the future players but for the current players that are there. So I'll give you an example. I mentor a couple of the um, Scotland squad girls. But, but that's not through any setup of the SRU. Yeah. That's just through default, really, that um, speaking to other people and saying, look, I'm, I'm happy to offer my, you know, you know, mentor. Um, you're going to take this out, bud, because this is not really good, what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to say mentor and services, not mentor <laughs> services. Please cut this. But I offered for, for okay. me to, um, you know, help any young player by mentoring them support. just by anything they want to know yeah, yeah just support from from anything to do with the game 
anything to do with anything that's going on in their life, you know, from getting that balance of work and obviously from, you know, playing. And I, I, I spoke to one of the players, the Scotland players out in the Babas, and I said to her, I mentioned that to her again, I said, look, yeah. any, any back grower, and it's specific for me, I, I'm, I really would like to do back grow if, if possible, but I, I'm open to helping any player. Yeah. And um, she went back and told one of her fellow back mm. rowers, and um, she touched base with me, and I'm now mentoring her. So, um, but that that's off the that's back. That's fantastic. And what a wealth of experience. Yeah, but that's amazing, though. You know, the fact you've gone and done that as well, and those players, you know, with all your experience, 115 caps, I mean, God, you know, they'd be silly not to take yeah, that Yeah, but maybe there's a bit more structure around yeah. about that. Do so you know you, what I mean? Maybe the unions need to get a little bit more structure. That's you know, what I was just going to say. I've, I've been there yeah. in the past because there'll be a lot of, offer you know people will offer to do that and and there's a lot of experience to tap into yeah and that revitalizes the history of the game and play absolutely i mean you know it's interesting you say that because um i know england rugby football union have commissioned somebody to do um to resource that for three years the history of the women's women's rugby and um you know i've i've met with her and we've gone through all the programs you know dates with the first gb side yep. and all this information because there isn't history is not out there you're completely right and i think with more exposure now with women's sport people are realizing actually there's a gap i mean that gap was a gap, but it's it was filled, and people were playing sport. Women were playing sport, so I, I think you're right there. And I think, I think some of the unions as well are missing a trick by not using these ex players or ex internationals, and you know not retaining them to to access exactly. their skills. And like you said, um, those positional skills as well. You you can't you know there's so much information you can give players um, from experience. So yeah, and no, I I think I think you've hit a bit of a nail on the head there, and you know hopefully the unions will listen. Because I think I think if you if you look at the men's game, uh, you know you, you can look back and you could name all the past greats players of the past right back, and you know you could go right back to what, the nineteen twenties and nineteen thirties and what your way forward from that. Um, but I think we have gone under the radar a little bit when it comes to the the history of the game, and I think we need to revitalise that and get that yeah, back. I think that'll just that'll help build a, a you know a foundation, you know for for younger players coming through as well. Obviously, they've got the the um, the players who are now playing international rugby. You know, look at the girls who've gone out. You know, to they're playing the sevens that they have now as well. It's it's there's a there's a huge amount of people that have got um, a wealth of experience. But you know, history does stand for something, and I think it's something that we definitely need to I, tap I can't agree with you more. And it's interesting as well when you look at other nations, like for example, New Zealand. Only just recently did their capping ceremony. I think Ireland. Years prior to I know that. I couldn't believe that. I didn't. Do you know? I yeah. didn't even know that bird. I didn't know that until. I know. It's astonishing. You know, some a country that's just known for its, you know, its its culture of rugby, and you know, it's taken them yeah. so long to do that. But good on them. They've done it now, which is fantastic. Yeah, and the same in Ireland as well. The yeah. Same, same in Ireland was only a, well, a few years ago as well. So know. you know, yeah, um, yeah I, it, it's definitely coming. But I think you're right, and hopefully. Some people listening to this podcast might wake up to that, some of the ideas that you've, been, you've just been talking about. Um, because, yeah, you know, the history of rugby, it, women's rugby needs to be um, written down, talked about. And same as with, same with a lot of women's sport as well. There's been some great stories coming out. Do you know what, yeah. word? it's very simple. It's very simple. All we need to do is ask the players, past players, and I bet they'll jump at the chance. Most of them jump <laughs> I reckon the chance. you're right there. Yeah, definitely. People like to tell their stories, eh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey. But, 
definitely. Definitely. But what's exciting you at the moment about um, the women women's rugby? What's it? What's exciting you personally? I think the fact now is that the media platform exposure that that, that we now have, um, you know, you just see the years that's gone strength to strength. But you know that 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 springboard for taking us forward is fantastic. And the fact now your corporate sponsorship yeah. Yeah. as well, and the support from individual unions, you know, I, I just think there's a right buzz about it. And I think we've just got to, you know, keep that going. You know, I see Nolly Nolly Wartman's now. She's got her own podcast oh, now as well. Yeah. Isn't she? And, Barbarian um, as well. You know, she's is it Channel Four? Nolly's on Channel Four. Is it? it is, yeah. Channel well, Four, yeah. yeah. Channel Four, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, and and you see Maggie, you know, a lot, and she's done a lot of the men's commentary yeah, as well. She's been amazingly well. And uh, um, um, yeah, I know Cat Merchant does a lot of commentary and stuff like that. So it's, you know, I just think it's fantastic they are using players who have played the sport, understand the sport. And it's the same for the football that's on at the moment. You know, you see there's a lot of ex-players doing a lot of the commentary, and the commentary's amazing. It's, it's been fantastic, fantastic, hasn't it? And I, and I, and I just think it's yeah, women's... Go on, sorry. Yeah. And what's... what's... Yeah, I was just saying, it's like, it's not just women's rugby, but it's, it's women's sport in general. You know what I mean? This is, is definitely, you know, sprung forward. And I, I think it has to... The recognition now that, you know, women can actually play sport and we can play it very and, well. And comment, commenting um, on it, like you yeah. said, with knowledge. Not just knowledge, but knowledge and experience. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're right, and um, exactly. it's really good to see, and that yeah. ties in nicely with the role models because then people can see there's women out there doing it, and actually, a, I can make a career about it. B, you know, there's a pathway there for me to follow once I stop playing, and I can make a livelihood out of it as well because you know, which is which is as it should be, really. Exactly. And um, what about the what about any yeah. tournaments or anything? What, anything else exciting you? I mean, for me, I know when I when I log on and I'm following on Scrum Queens you know that's a fantastic site for women's rugby to keep you updated but um, it's it, you know the Asia tournament as well that's been that's been exciting in the southern hemisphere um, and also um, the sevens I mean the sevens has just been phenomenal and some of those players are just outstanding athletes oh, absolutely just amazing when I look at some of them play I'm like my word I'm glad I'm not out there anymore um, <laughs> It's just astonishing. I mean, this the skill set, the pace, and the power it is just phenomenal. It really, really is. And um, I think it's the, the opportunity now that, that you know, from a professional leader now, you know, just the ability to be able to train and rest and get that right nutrition at the right time. Absolutely, it just put you in good yeah. stead and to go out there and perform the way that they're performing. And uh, and the professional setup that sits in behind that. Absolutely, because um, I know when, well, I don't know, I can't speak for you, you started playing when you were 19, which was actually pretty much the same age as me, because I didn't even know about women's rugby, but now, until I went to university, to Loughborough, but the now there's those player pathways at really young ages that, that is helping those players have that skill set um, and development in the professional supportive way as well. Like you said, mentioned about nutrition, um, about hydration, you know, about how to train properly, all those things, you know, that youngsters need when they're growing up to, to learn and develop into the best as they can be you know it's just so exciting i think yeah. um and then um, no, i guess that's just because just, you can make a career out of it that's the main thing now you can make a career out of playing rugby playing rugby uh commentating on rugby and also refereeing i mean recently there's been a big um big kind of publicity yeah. with regards to promoting women referees um which is which is absolutely fantastic um yeah and I, do you remember treacle i don't know if you remember jenny davis she was a front row, bit of a formidable player as well. But she's she's gone on to start rugby and she's doing really uh, well now. Did she play for, was it Wales? Or? It was Wales, Welsh Wales, yeah. 
Yeah, she's, she's doing really well. Which is great, which is just great to hear, you know. Um, but what's next for you now in your coaching journey? Oh, well, what's that? I mean, I'm going to continue coaching Pershaw um, just because of the enjoyment that I get out of it and um, the enjoyment they get out of it as well. Um, I mentioned earlier, I enjoy the, the unit-based skill coaching, the one-to-one sort of coaching and mentoring. Um, I would like to do a little bit more of that. Um, of course, I'm always available for the barbarians. If they ever want to pick up the phone and ask me if I'd like to coach them again, I'd be definitely available for that. <laughs> and, um, but, barbarians, yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be a scary combination, but there you are. Get in there. Um, <laughs> no, never say never. True. Two that's forwards, true. bring it on. And, um, I do think um, <laughs> the Lionesses it will come. I think there will definitely be a Lionesses team, and um, you know maybe get an opportunity at some point yeah. to be involved in some part of the tour, whatever it is. But um, that would be a lovely opportunity as well. Um, but no, I'm 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 pretty yeah. happy uh, coaching Pershaw at the moment, and um, I've not got a two, three, four year plan, five year plan at the moment. I'm just taking. So each each sort of season as it comes, basically. Because um, as I alluded to before, I, you know, I've got a full-time uh, job as well, which keeps me very, very busy. But as long as I keep enjoying it and people get a lot out of what I'm doing for my coaching, then um, I will keep doing it. Well, they certainly have done. And you, your contribution to women's rugby has been amazing and is continuing to be amazing. You know, you'll just be a fantastic mentor for all those girls coming through the system as well. And for your touch rugby team, which is amazing. And I'm sure there'll be more coaching opportunities that come your way without a doubt. But um, thank you so much for joining me today, Donna. I really enjoyed the conversation with you. And um, if you want to hear more, um, just visit rugbycoachweekly.net. Check the podcast button and visit the women's section. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to catching you up with you all again. Thanks very much. Goodbye.